Hi there, I'm Sue Alvis from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode 130. And today I'm going to be talking about curious unschoolers. This episode is part of a new series that I'm hoping to record. Each episode will be quite short and will be based upon a blog post that I have already written. Maybe if you read my blog, you might be familiar with some of these stories. But if you don't read my blog, of course, they'll all be new. And also, I'm not just going to read the stories. I'm going to talk about them afterwards. Yes, extract a few of the main points in them. You might remember that I have already made some of this a type of podcast. Quite some time ago, I was talking about turning my blog into podcast episodes, and I did share quite a number of my blog posts with you. But this time around, I'm just going to choose one blog post at a time, make these episodes quite short. I just feel like trying something new. I was hoping that my daughter Sophie would be my co-host, that we could change the format of this podcast a little bit and inject something different into it. But Sophie's busy at the moment with work, so I thought I'd go ahead with this blog post story podcast idea. See how it goes down. See if you enjoy listening to some of the stories that I have already written. I'm going to be choosing a wide variety of stories. And the one I've chosen today is called, Are You a Curious Unschooler? So I might just head straight into the story and then come back afterwards and discuss a few of the points in it. Do you ever follow rabbit trails, going from one thing to another until your head is spinning with new knowledge? My head is constantly spinning. I guess my girls' heads are too. You see, I don't keep my discoveries to myself. I'm always saying things like, Hey girls, listen to this. Did you know? Can I tell you about? Would you like me to read? What do you think about this? Want to watch this video with me? Wow, you won't believe what I just found out. This is so interesting. And usually, hearing the excitement in my voice, my girls look up from whatever they're doing. They want to know more too. I'm interested in everything. So are my children. I'm glad they are because the world is a fascinating place and I love exploring it with them. It also makes fulfilling homeschool registration requirements very easy. At the end of each day, I always have lots of notes covering a wide range of topics to add to my Evernote Records book. I wonder, why am I interested in everything? Why are my children? Is it something to do with our personalities? Or is everyone interested in everything? Or do we all start out being curious people and then some of us change along the way? Little children want to know about everything. They're full of questions. Sometimes they have so many questions we can't keep up. How do we answer them all? Or maybe we don't. 
Could we sometimes give kids the impression that we have more important things to do than satisfy their curiosity? Do they learn that asking questions isn't a good thing to do? I wonder, can curiosity be regained? Can we pass on a curious attitude to our kids? Perhaps we all need to slow down and look more carefully at the world around us. I bet we miss loads of opportunities to ask questions and ponder possible answers. But what type of questions? The other day, I saw a sign stating that our local area is now a coal mining free place. It was a new sign erected by our council. Why did it suddenly appear? What exactly does it mean? Surely we have a coal mine close by. I did some googling. Soon I was investigating legal, environmental, health, indigenous, foreign investment, local employment, and other issues. I looked at maps. I watched videos. I read about protests. I looked at photos. I even listened to some indigenous music, and I shared most of what I discovered with my daughters. Head buzzing, I made dozens of notes in my records book, not only for registration purposes, but also for us. My notebooks are bursting with information we want to remember. The same thing happened when we were out on a picnic some months ago. I'd brought along a packet of muesli bars. As we sat at our table in the nature reserve, munching away, we examined the muesli bar wrappers. What's lupin, Mum? Is one of the ingredients. Was lupin a health condition, or a rabbit, or something else? I didn't know. We decided it must be associated with allergies because there was a warning on the wrapper. When we got home, we did some googling and discovered lupin is a pulse. We found out a lot of other things too. I talked about this picnic and the following rabbit trail in one of my podcasts, episode fifty-eight, responding to unschooling and other critics. I am always asking questions and searching for answers. So are my girls. We investigate how things work. We make connections. We ponder solutions to problems. We look at our remarkable world with a sense of awe, and we don't have to worry about covering the required topics and finding things to put in our homeschool records books. I'm thinking about the word curious. Depending on how we use it, it could mean marked by a desire to investigate and learn, or it might mean exciting attention. As strange, novel, or unexpected. So, do curious unschoolers have a desire to investigate, or are they strange, odd, or eccentric people who excite attention? Or could both be true? Are you strange? Are you interested in everything? Yes. Then you must be a curious unschooler, like me. There were a few things in that story that I could talk about. The first one is those things that I say to my children. Hey, girls, listen to this. Did you know? Can I tell you about? 
I would call that verbal strewing. Strewing things in front of our children isn't just about putting things on the coffee table where our children might stumble across them. No, we can be a little bit more active than that. We can actually draw their attention to certain things. Of course, if they're not interested, then we have to back off. It's no good trying to give our children a lecture about something if they're just not interested. But I have found that just throwing out a sentence or two does attract the interest of my children most times. Their ears prick up. They do want to know more. So I'm always saying things like, "Wow, you won't believe what I just found out." And as long as I don't go on too long about the thing that I found out, my girls are willing to listen, because some of the things that I have found out are very fascinating. And usually, hearing the excitement in my voice, my girls look up from whatever they're doing. They want to know more. I guess we have to be passionate about learning ourselves. We have to get excited. Be a good example of learning for our children. As I said in the story, I think that we all start life as curious people, but some of us lose our curiosity along the way, and I wonder why that is. I suggested in this story that little children, when they don't get their questions answered, when their curiosity isn't valued, they learn to be quiet and not ask questions any more. I also think that the school system puts a big dampener on our curiosity. I guess structured learning of any sort does this. When kids are forced to learn certain things when they don't have a choice, then yes, they don't want to learn any more. They lose their love of learning, their sense of curiosity, and I know all about this because this is how I ended my school years. When I finished my formal education, I declared that nobody was ever going to make me learn anything ever again, and yes, my curiosity had gone, but I regained it, and I think a lot of that has to do with my children seeing the world through their eyes. Wanting them to be curious people and having to be a good example myself, but being curious is a good thing. It's exciting following rabbit trails and finding out more about the world that we live in. And if we keep our eyes open, there is no limit to the things that we could investigate. I guess once we have kept our eyes open and we've done that learning, we then need, if we are registered homeschoolers. To translate all those experiences into the right educational language, and that fulfills our requirement to be legally registered as homeschoolers. This brings me onto the topic of how do we unschool when we've also got to be registered homeschoolers. Even though I said I'm going to focus each of these podcast episodes on only one blog post. I have a short snippet of another one that I want to share with you today, which illustrates the point. This snippet comes from the blog post "Saying Yes: Unschool Bits and Pieces." I've been putting together some unschool bits and pieces posts where I'm sharing some links to resources that I've found, some short unschooling ideas, that type of thing. But anyway. There was a section in that post called "Are You a Curious Unschooler?" The same title as the other blog post. I shall read it to you and then talk about it. How do we cover the school syllabus 
if this is necessary for homeschool registration, without compromising our unschooling way of life, by being curious unschoolers. During our last homeschool registration visit, our authorised person, or AP, from the Education Department told us about the coffee pod ban in the government-run buildings in Hamburg, Germany. I said, we could Google that to find out more, because we're interested, and then I bet we could match up the coffee ban to some of the syllabus outcomes, looking after the environment, energy, recycling. The AP agreed. Yes, if we take an interest in what's happening around us, what we hear in the news, what we see, what people are talking about, if we are curious unschoolers, our kids might get excited. They might want to know more. We might all learn new things and we won't have to go looking for notes to add to our records books. We'll find plenty to record at the end of each day. So, are you curious unschoolers? So I think there's three aspects to being unschoolers who are registered homeschoolers. And I talked about these three things with my AP, but I didn't actually use the word unschooler. I said to her, this is how we homeschool. First of all, I record everything that my children are interested in. This is the following their passions part of it. I match what they're interested in to the school syllabus. Then. I look around at what's going on in our lives. All the things that come under the heading of being curious unschoolers. And then I note them down in the records books, find additional resources, note down any conversations we've had. And then I match up all those things to the school syllabus. And then finally, I go to the school syllabus and see what's left. What haven't we covered that we're legally required to cover? And then I go looking for resources that cover those areas, cover them in an interesting way. Not textbooks, but you might find a video or an article or something interesting that links to that topic in the school syllabus. And then I put all those things into my string notebook where my children will see them. I might verbally point the way to one or two of them. Would you like to have a look at this? I found this really interesting video the other day. How about we watch it together? But what happens if my children aren't interested in the resources that fill the gaps in the syllabus? Well, I have done my part as a homeschooling mother. I have provided the opportunity for my children to learn what is in the school syllabus. But I can't force my kids to learn anything. All I can do is offer, offer learning opportunities, invite them to learn about these things, and then it is up to them. I think that fulfills the homeschooling requirement. But because my kids are curious people, quite often, almost always, they will look at the things that I have found associated with the syllabus. So we haven't had any problems registering as homeschoolers, but at the same time, living our lives as unschoolers. Yes, our unschooling way of life hasn't been compromised. So I'm wondering, what's happening in your lives at the moment? What's going on? What can you notice? What can you investigate? What questions can you ask? What answers can you find out? 
One of the things that we're investigating at the moment is our new Prime Minister. Yes, the other day, Scott Morrison became Australia's Prime Minister. And we've been asking questions. Who is Scott Morrison? How did he become the Prime Minister? We haven't had an election. So how did he become the leader of his political party? To answer those questions, I've been looking for articles and videos online. I've been clipping some of them into my Evernote notebook. And my girls have been looking at them. We've been having conversations. I've been making notes in my notebook about all the things that we're talking about. Now, one of the things I found on the ABC website, actually, I found it on ABC iView, which is the catch-up channel for ABC TV, is the series The House. It's presented by Annabelle Crabb. There are a number of episodes in the series. The House is Parliament House. So this series is all about Parliament House in Canberra, an inside view into what goes on inside there. The series starts just after the last election. We meet some of the new members of Parliament. We walk around Parliament House, find out some of its secrets. I've only watched the first episode, but it was very interesting. And afterwards, I said to the girls, hey, guess what I just found out? And yes, we had some interesting discussions. I'm sure Gemma Rose and I will sit down and watch the remaining episodes in that series. So that's all I want to share with you today. I hope I've given you some ideas about how you can be unschoolers, curious unschoolers, and also fulfill homeschool registration requirements. But that's not the only reason for being curious unschoolers. Of course, there's a lot of pleasure in finding out more about this fascinating world of ours. Please feel welcome to go over to my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family. I'm writing regular posts for my blog at the moment. Um, there are a lot of posts in the archives as well. I also have a number of videos on YouTube on my channel, Sue Elvis. If you would like to stop by my blog and say hello, I would really love that. So until next time, until my next blog post story podcast episode, I would just like to say, don't forget to trust, respect, and love unconditionally. <laughs>